Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and $9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. We're so excited. This week's guest is Michelle Jernigan. And we're going to talk about going from frazzled to fully present today. Hey, Michelle, thank you so much for being here today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for having me. Seriously, um, you guys are incredible to watch and listen to every single week. So um, I'm Michelle Jernigan. I am a licensed realtor in the state of Arizona and in the state of Oregon. This is my 16th year in Arizona and my third year in Oregon. I am married to a man that I absolutely adore, my high school sweetheart. Um, we met when we were 16. We now have five kids, um, aging from five to 12 and we've done foster care and adoption as well. So there's not a dull moment in your household. And no, no, <laughs> no. Honestly, it's probably a little bit more, uh, simple these days than I think it used to be probably in like the really early years of like baby time. We're out of that. Oh yeah. When you hit your youngest at five, I feel like it's gotta be like so much easier, yeah, no but then it's harder in different ways. Yeah. And like so the- high school and you guys are high school sweethearts. I feel like we don't, we don't meet a lot of those, Mm-mm. but Lisa, Lancy, wasn't, aren't they high school? I think so. Yeah, I I think think they're right. And she was just on two weeks ago, but that's so cool. How do you guys like keep it spicy? (laughs) I mean, honestly, I think part of it is we built such a friendship in our youth group, like when we were in high school. And then um, like, if you know the Enneagram at all, we are both Enneagram eights which you could think like that could be explosive, but if we're really healthy, it actually is like an incredible Wait, partnership. Is that like tell driver. Us, tell us what that means. Isn't that a driver or no? Eight is the challenger. And if you don't know what Enneagram is, it's an incredible mm-hmm. like personality. Like I love like strengths finder and um, some of those other ones, but Enneagram really shows you your, um, I feel like your strengths and your weaknesses as a personality as a whole. It's really good. Yeah. You might I have, to. have a link. I so can we're, we're big on the disc profile. Right. We've done it forever. And her we're and dominant. Chuck are both. Okay. <laughs> eight, is dom- eight is dominant. Uh, no, there's, there's nine numbers in Enneagram. So in disc, you only have like the four, which mm-hmm. I think is great, especially in the corporate world. Enneagram mm-hmm. kind of is outside corporate world. Okay. So we're both D's. If that, okay. Kind of, like in our relationship, um, th- we were both fairly intense. So we have someone who wants you to spell Enneagram and I'm not taking a stab at it. <laughs> uh, I could definitely tag it on, um, it's on the video, a G R a M, but there's, um, tons of resources out there and tons of awesome, like places on IG that you can learn about it too. Awesome. Yeah. So my husband and I are the exact same too. Yeah. Um, so, which works really well with us because we're so blessed in our marriage and we have such a close friendship, but it, you're right. It would be bad if we weren't <laughs> like, if you aren't your healthiest, like 
it could go bad. So like yes. we both have to work on ourselves individually to make sure we're in a good spot for our marriage to. And I think that's true of honestly, most people like you really have to figure out how can you be healthy? And then your I think your marriage will be that much better. Mm-hmm. So Chuck and I always talk about, um, first of all, we constantly dream together and communicate and of course we work 24 seven together. So that really helps because where are we going to drift? <laughs> There's really nowhere to drift. Right. But if, if not for that, if you don't do that on a daily basis uh, of both the dreaming part and the communications, like that transparency and have Jesus Christ at the center of your relationship, I don't know how people, I, well, I know how people don't stay together. I kind of had a pre-Christ husband. <laughs> I mean, Jesus definitely helps. Yes. For sure. So me and my husband are complete opposites, like complete. I mean, we both have D in us, but he's very like cautious and stable where I'm like, I do it. And then I think so. And I've never met another couple. I feel like, like you and Chuck. So here we are. There you are. There's a lot that is going on in common here because we know that you uh, love Jesus and we know that you love wine. And now we know that you and your husband are the same. (laughs) That's enough for a long lasting relationship right there. (laughs) I mean, uh, sommelier, I mean, like how many people do you know that is like going through that process? Not many. I don't think I know a single one. So um, he's very interesting and I love him to death. Uh, But we are a little bit different. He's introverted and I'm extroverted. So like I want to be where people are at all times. Mm -hmm. And that probably like he can only do that in like small little little increments. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about like your, how do you, how are you licensed in both states? What does that even look like? Yeah. So, well, I moved to Oregon. Um, That would have been in 2017. And honestly, I thought my business in Arizona was really done. Um, I didn't know how I was going to be able to, like I was raised here. I'm a native. So I, even though I have family here, I just didn't think it was going to be possible for me to do both states. Um, I took a little bit of time to um, get settled when I moved to Oregon, got licensed there, um, started slowly building. And then I found that my clients in Arizona still were reaching out and still wanted me to do their negotiations for them. So then I started traveling between the two states. Um, In 2020, 2020, I mean, it was my best year in real estate ever, but it also um, was kind of a really rough year holistically for my family. Um, My husband's, you know, career totally changed. Um, He has since gone out of professional ministry and um, it just was a tough year. And we moved back to Arizona last year. I still am doing real estate in Oregon. I don't know exactly how it's going to all work going now flying up there because I have like so much roots here. You know, when you, where you build your business is a lot of where your referrals come from and, Um, your future business. So I, I don't know what it's going to look like in the future, but I think that's kind of part of everybody, especially if you're out there and you are like, how do I build a business? Or you're looking at other people doing it. Most of the time we really don't know how or what we're going to do next. Um, We're just willing to take that risk. So that's all you have to do. You're like new, you just have to be willing to go (laughs) to that next spot and take that risk. Cause a lot of us are just trying things and hoping something sticks or something works. I think that you made a really good point about risk taking. Mm-hmm. Um, some, I think it's interesting, even this last year, it brought out such a dichotomy in people. Some people who are risk adverse put their head in the sand. And those of us who are a little more comfortable with 
risk and um, changes really yeah. flourished because yeah. we were able to say, oh, there's a change. I know how this works. Adapt. Right. Yeah. It's even when it's hard, like you just do it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you guys, when you guys started your podcast, you have, you may not have known how, what to do on how to run your podcast. And yet here you are <laughs> running a successful podcast. Yeah, it's totally smooth yeah, all the time. So smooth. If you guys all could have seen us the 10 minutes prior to the show. It was a shit show. It was a huge shit show. And Michelle was thankfully just sitting there laughing at us. <laughs> it was my head. life behind the scenes, raising children. That's what that looked like. Everything that was on that, like pre, if you can like, capture a snippet of that for like your, your audience. That was perfect because that's real life. Yeah. I agree. It, it is real life. She got to see my jammy bottoms. Yes. Full disclosure. <laughs> I have it. Full disclosure. Angela never gets out of her pajama bottoms for this show. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a nice shirt on. <laughs> okay. I want to go back to 2020 being the best year as far as real estate goes, but yet you were completely frazzled at the beginning and now you're um, fully present. So um, walk us through what last year looked like for you and kind of how you got from frazzled to fully present, because I think that I, I'm always frazzled. I don't, I don't think I've ever been fully present, so I need <laughs> to know what you're doing. Um, honestly, the frazzled part, I think, comes from longer, way before 2020. Um, you know, trying to manage raising children and working, it's very, very challenging, especially if you are a mom that, you know, maybe your spouse is the one who is out at a job that has hours that's working full time and you are still at home raising children and trying to build this career. Um, a lot of your life looks frazzled. And, um, this last year, you know, um, you know, unexpected things happen to us. And I think that's probably true for a lot of people in 2020 things happen that, um, you know, we're horribly gut-wrenching in our family. Like we never thought we would leave um, professional church ministry and it happened. And we lost a lot of our friendships and community through that experience. We had a life move to Arizona and, you know, through when you have something like that, like when you have that kind of adversity or conflict in your life, it really makes you take a step back and evaluate yourself, your relationships, your friendships, your faith, all of those things kind of get put on the table. Um, this year, in the last few months, <clears throat> through processing that, I decided to really spend some money on investing in myself, which that means <clears throat> hiring a coach, um, hiring and being a part of different networking groups and paying and investing in that. And sometimes you may have to spend a little bit of money and maybe a lot of money to get that return. And you absolutely, I want to say, go for it. If it is worth it, you're worth it. So go and do that. Because what it made me do is it made me stop and really look at what are the things that I value. And honestly, you could say, well, I value X, Y, and Z, but really when you take a look at it and you really have someone asking you questions, you look at what are values to you. If you're not meeting those values, usually people have like five to seven core values. If you're not meeting those on a daily basis, um, your life probably is a little bit frazzled. Like I feel busier, honestly, in real estate now, like this year than I ever have. And I think 20, 
21 is crazy if you're in real estate. Like, I'm just like every day, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh. Like, please stay grounded, stay grounded. Like, I'm talking clients off the ledge. Like, it is just so much anxiety out there. Like, it's nuts. And so for me, I have to, there's certain things I know I have to do every single day for me to be grounded in who I am. And part of it is having that accountability, right? Like why do you, why do Tino certain teams do well? They have accountability. So if for you, you need to um, wake up and work out and make sure that you like are listing out your gratitude or journaling and praying and doing a certain like routine to make sure your day stays on track. Like you need someone probably asking you to do that because like I, as strong and confident as I am, I probably am not going to meet those goals if I don't have someone checking in on me, mm -hmm. which is I want to make sure that I am, um, you know, a few weeks ago, one of my goals was I want to be at the bus stop every single day and I don't want to have my phone and I want to be able to spend maybe 30 minutes with my kids listening about their day. And now I may have to go right back into a work appointments and mm -hmm. right back into calls. Um, but for me, if you think that is a moment of me being able to be fully present and there I'm having, this is the first year that I would probably say I'm leaving my phone behind for dinners. And when I'm going on a date night, like, and again, 2021, you guys know if, if you're in active real estate, your phone is probably insane mm -hmm. because our market is really, really, um, really, really interesting right now. <laughs> Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, boundaries. It, this is a this is a market that's going to test whether or not you and I have boundaries in our work. And yeah, there's times where I'm going to work um, really, really long days to try to get my clients what they want. Um, but I can't do that seven days a week um, and be okay. Yeah. You, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking like, you know, even you saying I'm going to be at the bus stop every day and I'm not going to have my phone and spend 30 minutes being present. That's so small in the grand scheme of like what a day looks like that, yes, you can do it. And I think that I, I remember someone saying like, if you could just spend, <laughs> hello, um, if you could just spend like 10 uninterrupted minutes with each kid a day, like that is even so, that's so great for them. And I, I remember being like, well, who couldn't do that? And it's actually sometimes hard with our days. Like they're, they're nuts. Right. Yeah. You said a couple of things that I think we should flesh out a little bit a little bit more, you made a point about investing in yourself, which the funny thing is, I think if you really analyze the majority of women that we talk to, that's probably not something they've given a ton of thought to. Yeah. And, and I can actually point to times in, his, in my history where we intentionally did an investment that fully changed our entire course, whether it be our business or the way that we made a decision. Um, so that's a real, I want to stick on that for a minute. So you said you've hired a coach mm -hmm. and you're, and you're investing into networking groups. Like how did you make the decisions of what you decided to invest in? So honestly, I would say this is the last, or this is the first year that I haven't shortchanged myself. So every other year in real estate, I, you know, my husband had that full-time job and full-time income. Um, and I have made great income and great money in real estate being a mom and, and working this business. Um, 
But this is the first time in honestly the last six months that I've really thought, okay, like I, I'm confident in this business. I'm good at what I do. You know, maybe I should really be looking at my numbers closer and looking at the goals I have and what do I want to do? A big thing that's important for me is generosity. And, um, I like, if I can figure out how to make goals every single year to give more money, honestly, away to causes that I care about, to church ministry that I care about, to individuals, maybe someone loses a job. Like I want to be able to do that. So for me to be able to do that, I need to maybe work and save in a certain capacity. Now, I think most people go wrong with hiring um, and investing. Yeah. because it, it hurts a little bit, especially if it costs them money. Um, mm -hmm. I have found that some of the best return is when you spend it. If you're getting all this training for free, there's tons of resources out there. I mean, we can get free, awesome training all day long, mm -hmm. but sometimes paying for coaching or paying for um, like a certain group of business women or that you're going to take yourself a little bit more seriously because Absolutely. it's your account. So mm -hmm. I would say that is where um, I, I, again, our real estate teams are awesome. Maybe our, you know, whatever kind of friendships you have, you know, they, they're going to be able to hold you accountable. But like for me, I hired a work, like a, um, someone who keeps me accountable in my fitness. I hired a trainer last May. Now that cost me something, which means that they check in with me every single week to make sure that I'm hitting those goals. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to let anyone down. If I right. hired somebody to check in with me, I probably wouldn't be where I am today, honestly, with those specific goals. So I think if you're really serious about taking your business or taking your even your life holistically to another level, um, and I say that, and I say that I want to make sure I'm being careful because I think we, um, I know for me, even in early stages of real estate, I would look at other people who were doing a lot of great things in real estate and I would compare myself in some ways to them or get competitive a little bit because I naturally am competitive. But somebody who's building a team over here is that could be great for them. That may not be for you. You mm -hmm. may be okay in your situation. If, you know, if, if certain things are a priority to you, let's say one of your values is, you know, um, spending time alone and peace and tranquility, maybe tr a goal of trying to get a team of 30 in this year may not be a good goal for you. It's going to go against who you are. So, well, and it goes, it goes back to like the seasons that we're all in, right? Like right now might be a season for another mom to go and start a big team where even though you're like looking at that and you're like, Oh, I really want to do that. You're home with little kids and trying to just struggle, juggle the business that you have. Like it doesn't need to look like that for you right now. And I think that we all struggle with that. And yeah. so I constantly, constantly am trying to remind myself, like, what season I, am I in? And what's the most important thing right now? Because it's easy to sit and compare yourself. Yeah. And when you compare yourself, you forget. Yesterday, I was doing just a little snippet on saying no. And, uh, and I was saying, sometimes you have to say no to good things so that you can say yes to really great things. Mm -hmm. And when you're com constantly comparing yourself, you're losing sight of what's good and great for you. You know, because that is definitely not the same for everyone. So, yeah, being present, being mindful of what's good or great for you and, and not comparing those just those three things can completely change your outlook in your life. Yes. Right. 
Like you can oh. have it all, but that doesn't mean that you actually have to be the one to do it all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I know we don't have a ton of time left, but I definitely want you to talk about your little wine thing going on before we end today, because I feel like I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, okay. So last summer after everything kind of happened in my husband's job, we kind of just had like a really like, like what you were saying, Angela, about dreaming. Like we just had a conversation of like, what, what are things you love? So for him, we, we found out, or we kind of just, I mean, it was just like a really brief, like fun, lighthearted conversation that then has since turned into a business. Um, he loves talking about Jesus. He's a, a second generational preacher. He loves, um, loves being able to teach about who Jesus is and the Bible. So that was one thing. Wine is another because we were living in Oregon and a lot of people don't know that Oregon is like the Pinot Noir capital of the United States. Like so many of your wines and your Pinot Noirs come from Oregon. Like who would have thought you always just think like Napa, California, but Oregon is massive on the wine scene. So we had gotten used to going out to wineries and vineyards, um, all the time in the last three years. And we like built relationships with all of these families and the generations and the stories of that come out of wineries. So Jesus, wine and community, that was kind of where those three things were like, how do we bring those together? And we kind of like flippantly like thought, oh, like naming a business communion is kind of like witty. Um, so, but we did, we actually <laughs> went and named, we started a company called communion wine co and, um, we, I have a fully booked trip coming in the end of April. We basically are putting together curated weekends, taking people through wine country um, and all of the that wine. So cool. Oh my gosh. You know, how do you get, how, how does one get invited? You can go to communionwineco.com. We are getting ready to, um, we've, just filled our first weekend ever. We're going to do, if you're local in um, the East Valley or in Arizona, um, we are doing, we're going to start doing monthly events um, that are just like simple wine tastings at a wine bar and a little, little Jesus conversation nothing crazy. And just because honestly, the thing is, if you're, if you believe in Jesus and you read the Bible, there's actually crazy overlap of stories of vine and this idea oh, yeah. of the process that wine goes through, like it's incredible to see um, kind of how it correlates to our life. And honestly, the depth of wine, I know some people are like, I just like drinking wine. The process to get the wine that you're drinking is honestly incredible. It's crazy. Like you have to have like a biochemistry degree to be a winemaker. Like that is the level that these people are operating off of. Um, and every year it changes because like temperatures change. So they'll be like, oh, this is 2017, da, 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 da. And you're like, okay. And they're like, it was a really hot summer, which is why it tastes like this, this, and this. And you're like, what? So we're yeah, going to, so cool. and we are doing trips. Um, uh, so our next weekends are going to be announced actually later this week. We're taking um, a, a few weekends in July to go up there, which July in Arizona is a little bit um, hot. I don't know, hot. Yeah. Glorious yeah. in Oregon. So I would love for oh. anything. You don't have to be, you could be anywhere in the country um, and come with us. It's um, We have groups of 12 and we run out an entire awesome bed and breakfast and have the whole weekend completely planned. So 
That sounds that so sounds, fun. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Like, I think that that's such a brilliant idea. Yeah. Congratulations on pulling that together. I absolutely love the idea of dreaming big and bringing it together. So mm-hmm. we are so grateful for, um, your grace at the beginning. <laughs> Don't get <laughs> off when we're done. Um, and we're yes, please. That if you are listening to this podcast, you need to grab your phone on IG and hit that little save button. It helps them on. If you haven't reviewed the podcast, I was on Apple Podcasts last night. Like, please leave these ladies a review because all these help get this awesome podcast in front of more people. So that's not speaking to you guys. That's speaking to all of the people that listen and watch you guys. Like, thank you. Do that because that helps get them out even more and they deserve it. That is so nice. We need, we need to hire you to come. No one's ever done that for us. I'm feeling surges of emotion for you right now. I know. I know. Thank you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And we have to tell everybody we're not, we're not on next week. I'm going to be at the beach in Florida. I'm going to be at Grant Cardone. Yeah. So we're taking the week off, but (laughs) we will be back the week after that. (laughs) We'll save you guys because that helps get you guys out there. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. We appreciate all of you who listen. I want to put a shout out to Rozzy if she's listening to this and she'll be a guest in the future. Um, I can't wait for you to hear her story. She's sometime in the future, but she actually got into, got through real estate school and into real estate listening to this podcast. Yes. That was the coolest thing. So thank you so much, Michelle. You're a total treasure. Thank you so much for being on and thank you all for listening and being a part of my friend and my journey. God bless you guys. Bye.